Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. College football players are putting the NCAA on the hot seat, and we are here for it. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Surratt family's number one promoter. And with me, once again, is AJ Notre Dame is no longer above conferences, Marchese. Eat shit. <laughs> that was aggressive, but that's how I feel. Today we'll be continuing our summer scouting series with prospects from the most overrated conference in college football, the ACC. And that'll include Notre Dame because they're part of it now. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving up to Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day, don't draft specialists on the second day, maybe draft a punter in the sixth. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. At the end of May, Armchair Media signed off on a year-long network sponsorship deal, allowing the company to grow our podcast and video network into new local sports communities. Following the senseless murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other black community members at the hands of police officers, we want to ensure we do what we can to make a tangible impact on those communities as we grow. Armchair Media will be issuing four $500 scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. If you've ever been dismissed as having an unrealistic career path, if you've ever butted heads with your parents or teachers because they don't recognize exactly what you want to do with your life, if you've feared to express yourself or put your work into the world due to potential backlash, we strongly encourage you to apply. We recognize that there are creatives out there who may have been bypassed or may have bypassed college to pursue other avenues, who didn't get into college because their passions didn't translate to collegiate testing, or who did not have access to the financial means to pay for college. This is why there are only three requirements for eligibility. Be a black creative, be under the age of 21, submit a project to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com in any format of creative ways that you feel. I don't know. Does that cover everything? That sounds right. Yep. Any, any way you're creative. Thank you. You know, like graphic design, photography, writing, audio, video, journalism, creative writing, and etc. Also, Bet Online is still our sponsor. Because sports keep coming back. And so 
Does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball will soon be in full swing, debatable, and there are no shortages. They canceled the Field of Dreams game. Did they? Yeah, they canceled it today because the Cardinals all went out to a casino. Pretty smart. Sick job, baseball. And there are no shortages of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, features, and props for you to bet on. Also tune in to at well, well I can't read. Also tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks oh, about shit. his expansive jewelry collection. Yeah, he's a co-worker, whatever. He'll give you <laughs> he'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. You know, I don't normally judge, but you're a degenerate if you're gambling at the point you're betting on Floyd Mayweather's bling prices. No, I love it. I think that's the only way to gamble now. Speaking of gambling, do you think the Cardinals went to uh, Marty Bell, Marty Bird's uh, casino gambling on boat the, on the on the river? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Missouri know. Bell. I don't know where <laughs> else you're gonna go in that area. I would love to go to that gambling boat. Um, before we jump, Mario Speedway again. Stop Sorry. talking. Before we jump into <laughs> ACC draft talk, uh, quickly off the top, and we're gonna break this guy down in a bit. But Virginia Tech corner Caleb Farley declared for the 2021 NFL Draft uh, this past week. Um, likely first round pick, potential top 15 pick. Mm-hmm. First guy to kind of bite. Like I don't know, tell the NCAA to go fuck themselves for being unsafe. Um, His mom died, I think, two years ago from breast cancer, too. And he said, basically, in his statement, he doesn't want to be the reason uh, another close family member potentially gets sick. Um, Seems like a smart kid. And and I don't know if you saw it today. And by today, I mean Monday. Yesterday. Yesterday. He, he said that he looked around at Virginia Tech's indoor practice and there was 100-plus people, nobody wearing a mask, and that was kind of like his realization, like, this is not great. Uh, it feels like he's going to be the first of many, Rob. I, I, well, I don't, I don't, it depends what your definition of many is. Because, like, I think, like, I don't, realistically, do you think Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, like those top-notch Micah Parsons, like the guys who are, Top ten, Panesu, well, top ten prospects at this moment. Like I, I don't, I like I, I imagine most of those guys are going to end up declaring, because, I mean, the season's going to be a mess if it happens, and if it's pushed to the spring, you're not playing anyway. If you're mm-hmm. those guys, you might as well yeah. start training for the NFL now. Like Caleb Farley's going to do, sign with an agent. They can handle costs until you're actually drafted too. It just seems like a smart business plan to mm-hmm. not play. If if you're I, if you're one of those guys who's going to be a first round pick, um, and then yeah. especially when you look at it, like it's going to be a weird year for scouting in general, and, and the way NFL teams operate. So, mm-hmm. I think a lot of teams are going to be using 2019 tape to kind of build their draft board. And then like like uh, look at both the uh, Villanova guys that are transferring so uh, late in the process. I was about because... to I was about to bring that up because Changa Hodge is a guy we talked about. Yeah, both both uh we're both a fan of his, and he's announced he's transferring because the FCS season's probably not going to happen. Yeah, and he's a guy who obviously 
Like he's what one of the five best non-FBS wide receivers in college football. Definitely, yeah. And, and so what? Like he, but he's also a fringe prospect to the point where it'd be better if yeah. he if he can end up playing a handful of games at, at the FBS level this year. That would go go a long way for him, I think. Mm-hmm. And the the Nova Center, I'm blanking on his name. So I wonder how many more of those type of. I mean, we've seen a handful already, but yeah. Yeah, and like um, that that would only apply to guys like like obviously like Trey Lance isn't going to train like Trey Lance is more likely to just not play like guys like yeah, that Dylan yeah. Raddins um all the big North Dakota State guys but uh yeah I don't know it's it's going to be a strange year and I f- I feel like they're going to like the the conference only Power Five schedules have been kind of slowly coming out Big Twelve is the only one not to really do anything uh, sick Big Twelve big surprise. Uh, but they they they've all pushed back to the point like it, the season was in theory week zero was August twenty ninth, but none of these conference only schedules really start until late September. It feels like they're gonna keep um getting pushed back for a while, and uh, yeah. AJ hung up on me, so this is just going to be me Hello? talking. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but obviously on top of that, we also have the Pac-12 um, threatening to boycott. The players in the Pac-12 threatening to boycott their season. Um, hello? Hey. Sick. AJ's back, listeners. So AJ hung up. AJ's back. I didn't hang up, but anyways, let's, let's I called. On. I called you back several times. Um, I, I never was, stopped I was, recording. Hopefully you didn't talk over the recording, because then I'll have to edit it. I said hello once at like 15 minutes. I'll tell you that after. <laughs> but the Pac-12, so yeah, the Pac-12 players are talking about the boycott, if their demands aren't met, and then Washington State, Nick Rolovich is apparently cutting players who are talking about boycotting, which is not a great start. That's how you kind of immediately wreck a program you take over. Um, but with that on top of a guy like Caleb Farley declaring, and I I don't know how long it's going to be until we see like a Panay Sewell and a Jav- uh, Javon Holland kind of just also declare. Because why wouldn't you? I, is kind mm-hmm. of my mentality with the way the NCAA has handled it, and there's no college football czar, which there should be, because conferences clearly doing it alone has been pretty messy. Uh, very much so. I mean, it's going to be such a interesting next month before the season hopefully starts. And at this point, how confident are you on a scale of 1 to 10? 10 being ultimate confident, 1 being season's not happening, um, that there will be college football this year. I was going to ask you the same question, and I almost didn't want to. I don't know. I'm, I'm a pessimist. Um, like you kind of mentioned, it's... With, without one person overlooking everything, the conferences are just doing. I, I don't know, man. They're, and, they're all over the place. And, and at, like, at this point, the only if there is college football this fall, um, the only level it will be at is the Power Five. Like, I don't, there's yeah. no way the G Five is playing games. There's obviously there's no way FCS and below are playing games. So it's basically if the Power Five really wants to do something, but it doesn't seem like they've been proactive with it at all because, again, there's no commissioner overseeing the Power Five. It's like they almost just reactionary said, all right, I guess we have to do these conference-only schedules after so many other non-conference 
you know, matchups dropped out and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Seeing that kind of gives me hope that maybe at least that will happen, but it, it still seems so unplanned. So I'll, I'll say a four right now, Rob. I was gonna say a four as well. It, it feels like if if they were proactive, they could have um, had some sort of conference by conference bubble. If they really really wanted to have a season, they could have pulled that off. There's enough money. They, I mean, uh, obviously, in the, in the grand scheme of things, the big issue is that they're also students, and that oh yeah, and they're making no money off it, and it's then Stubbley's a sham yeah. and all that jazz. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said last week, I kind of just for the purpose of the show, kind of pretend like it's not happening because it's all doom and gloom in my head right now. So I gotta, I gotta put some sunshine on the on the old airwaves, Rob. All right, well that's enough of that. Let's. Just can, let's pretend the season's happening. Let's pretend these ACC prospects have a whole season to prove themselves. And uh, let's start off with the quarterbacks in ACC. And uh, I think numero uno, Trevor Lawrence, Clemson quarterback, is going to be the first guy we talk about here because he's the best quarterback in the draft. Uh, correct, Rob. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, off the top of your head, you can just say yes or no. You don't have to check. Is it the highest? Uh, is Trevor Lawrence the highest graded? Uh, summer quarterback for you since we've started doing this. I, 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 he has to be. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I thought it was a pretty simple yes. He is also for me um, easily. I, I usually don't give up huge. I feel like I'm tougher on quarterbacks in the summer for some reason. <laughs> and I usually don't give up huge uh, grades. And he's just obviously the complete package, Rob. Yeah, no, this is, uh, I mean, this is a quarterback rich draft uh, with the top three guys. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he right now is still pretty clearly the top dog in the in the group. Even though Lance and Fields are both right up there, um, it's just he, even his sophomore year in theory wasn't as good as his freshman year. But even still, like some of his decision making, he'll force some balls into tight coverage. But a lot of that, like yeah, he just seems to have a lot of trust in T. Higgins, Justin Ross, exactly. Yeah, and he loves that back shoulder throw. It feels like a cheat code with him. Um, yes. The overall arm strength is, is beautiful. My fit, I don't know. He just he's he seems like he was built in a lab. He's six six two twenty. Yeah, you could have a little weight to him, but he's also so mechanically clean. It's the same motion over and over, and it's perfect. And his footwork is magnificent. And he's also a really great athlete. Yeah, I mean, it, this time last year might have been an underappreciated facet of his game, but I feel like everyone's kind of uh, realized that, especially when they let him run more in the in the college football playoffs. Uh, like, yeah, he's a legit, really good athlete, not just as a runner, but, you know, um, no. using it to become a passer. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so fantastic. Uh, for some reason, obviously, if you're a right-handed quarterback, rolling to your left and throwing is much more difficult than rolling to your right. Yep. He is so good at it. Yeah, no, very much so. Um, he's great off platform. He's great off platform. Yeah, I think it was like UNC. It was just like just rolling left. Uh, I, I forget who the receiver was. I think it was Higgins on the sideline and just on the money. He, Higgins was in traffic, fifteen yards downfield on the money. Like just he, again, yeah, like you said, built in a lab. He makes everything look so easy. There's not a lot of holes in his game. Like you said though, like yeah, forcing balls. Sometimes I feel like. Um, it, it's like just sometimes his timing is off, and that's also kind of forcing balls. It's just maybe the receiver's not ready. But again, the going to uh, trusting his outstanding receivers, Higgins, Ross, Rogers. 
And like I, I like that he likes throwing those tight window throws and just he's got the arm to gun him in and he trusts his arm. I I, I appreciate all of that. I think um, to to really take that next step this this season if that happens, um, the the things he does need to improve are more consistent with his deep accuracy, and then just yeah the decision making he'll force some balls. He he, I'd rather yeah. him be over aggressive than. Under aggressive, timid. yeah. Like yeah, you don't yeah. want a timid quarterback. You don't want a Derek Carr. Um, so I, I'll, I'll take him slinging it over that. But like, if you look at games like the Louisville game, for example, he forced some balls. Yeah, there's things like that. I think the Texas A and M game was a really good game to kind of um, grasp the complete package with him, where he he made some out of structure wonderful throws. He 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 put some crazy. Uh, deep ball placement on on uh, back shoulder throws but he also mm-hmm. forced some stuff uh, I think he threw an interception that game uh, just kind of throwing into a traffic spot he th- th- things like that but ultimately yeah, I mean he's the he's the number one pick yeah definitely I mean uh, you can go to bet online and bet that right now my uh, here I'll, I'll be one more negative thing I, I find that he can get stuck on his first read at times and it's yep. like a small thing for like uh, a college quarterback is a lot of them don't even get to their second read, but but for him, yeah, you can get stuck a little bit. So there's there's room for improvement there. And quickly going back, like what six six two twenty, but clearly the the frame to add another ten fifteen pounds if you want him to. Um, but really, there's not any concerns with Trevor Lawrence's game. It's he feels like the the most sure first overall pick in a while, right? And I know we we've had sure ones. No, but still. he's like Joe Burrow is a what? No, no. I'm sorry. I meant at this point in the process. Oh, yeah, Joe Burrow. No, yeah, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I, I'm gonna <laughs> double down there. I mean, Tua uh, obviously didn't end up going first overall, but I, I think like those are the two quarterbacks over the summer where you're like, this is just this is a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, I guess ultimately there are some things you do worry about with forcing balls and not reading, uh, defenses, like passes first read at times, like you mentioned, but yeah, I don't know. Like he doesn't have to play another snap of college football to be the number one pick. I don't think. No. Um, do you like, uh, there, there, the, the, after Trevor Lawrence, it's the ACC again, it's a pretty watered down conference over the last couple of years outside of Clemson. Um, Shots fired. Yeah. yeah. But the so the quarterback group after him, it's like a lot of, I don't know, this guy could be something, but he isn't yet. Yeah. That was yeah, my I main feel, takeaway. I love De'Ara I King, that. but like we have to see what he can do in the ACC first. Uh, yeah, let's get into King. I mean, last year, I think we were both pretty high on him in the, for, for a summer grade at, at quarterback. I mean, I still think he's gonna get drafted if you were to ask me now because he's such a freaky athlete um but yeah like like if you watch the oklahoma game last year he didn't look like a draftable quarterback at all um but the the flashes of the big time throws are still there and yeah he's got i I mean with him it's he's despite being five nine he's got a big arm yeah, he does. And, and he's obviously a great athlete who does a ton of damage as a runner. I mean, he, he also played receiver. So, you're like, if, let's say, the college football season happens, he ends up having a great year at Miami. Miami ends mm-hmm. up being a top 25 team. Um, and he goes to the combine and, I don't know, puts up, like, 
Like, he's also, from what we've heard, a really good locker room guy. And, I mean, he he started over Kyle Trask in high school. But, uh, so, like, it, with all that in mind and just the way the league's going and everything, like, I, I wouldn't... Like, Malcolm Perry went in the seventh round. Like, Garrett King's going to get drafted <laughs> yeah, as long as exactly. he has a competent season. Like, because at, at worst, he ends up being viewed as what Malcolm Perry is viewed as. Exactly. Oh, Malcolm Perry, loads of touchdowns, though, baby. Um, but, no, definitely. And uh, I think King's a better athlete than Malcolm Perry, and he's a better quarterback. So, it, it, But, yeah, definitely the, this is a big year, and hopefully he gets to play it. He's going to be the next Cordell Stewart. He's a slash, baby. Sick. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, basically, last year was a write-off for him at Houston. And now yeah. he's at Miami, and we got to see him in the ACC with more talent around him. And I'm pretty excited. That's, I mean, that's, I, I, I want to see what Miami does because they were obviously not fun last year. But <laughs> after, after him, is he your quarterback too? Uh, I actually have Mikhail Cunningham a little over him, even though like, oh, you're high. I, think it, the, the, I like Cunningham. I don't have a draftable. Um, I about day three, yeah. I I think there's a lot of potential there to be something, but like even in the NC State game, which was probably his best passing performance, there was a, a lot of inconsistencies in his game with his accuracy and yeah, he, he forced a lot of throws. Like he had a hand like in NCAA, or in the NC State game, I think he threw four touchdowns, no turnovers, but he had like three interceptions dropped. He, um, he, he uh, for, yeah, it was he redshirt sophomore last year, and like going to the like, forcing throws. Yeah, really good athlete. Um, some big time straight line speed. Um, but yeah, going going to forcing balls. It's almost felt like last year he was almost like, like just throwing to a spot. Like like he already knew. Like okay, I'm gonna put it there before the snap, and he kind of just throws it. And like that led to like a really bad interception in the Miami game where he just didn't see the, uh, didn't read the coverage at all. It was zone. He read man and. Uh, I don't know, but I, I think like I like the composure. I know he forces balls. I, I feel like he runs that offense pretty well. And yeah, with athleticism. Offense. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talent there. Um, so I, I think there's something to build on. Uh, I'm not bank like if I had to bet on who's going to get drafted over King and Cunningham, I'm going to bet on King. But uh, I, I think there's a bit to build on with Mikel Cunningham. Uh, I, I think so too. I just don't think he's draftable at this point. But again, only a redshirt. Uh, sophomore last year has two more mm-hmm. years of eligibility under Scott Satterfield. I think yep. he's going to put up some big numbers over the next two years. I just right now, like I think I, I have Ian Buck above him. I think Ian Buck is a classic, like David Blau esque. Whether you, yeah. late day three undrafted guy, but he's going to be on an NFL roster. And I think he he's he's got enough there in terms of poise, footwork. Mm-hmm. He's also an underrated athlete. Um, yeah, no, he, like he, he's a good scrambler. Um, like he's, he's he's got a good, like, yeah. It, it's kind of all the tools that you see of that David Blau style. Like the, the ball comes out fast. The arms maybe not the great, but he's like a good leader. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like I think he'll he'll stick around in the league for a bit. Um, Chase Bryce, obviously Clemson transfer to Duke. Kind of not a whole lot to go off with him. Uh, Bryce is kind of he's interesting. He, yeah, he intrigued me more than I thought he was going to. First of all, like six two two thirty is he's really well built. It kind of kind of funny. Um, I, I don't know, like like he. Well, first of all, he's coming in in absolute blowouts and just like chucking deep balls. Yeah, which I appreciate. Him, that, that's that's a smart thing to do if you're just gonna be yeah. Trevor Lawrence backup and you get in, just fucking go deep. 
He uh, <laughs> he made some flashy throws. There was some deep ball placement that caught my attention, and I just think like he's got two years of eligibility under uh, yeah. Cutcliffe at Duke. Yeah. Like he's more talented than some quarterbacks that have started at Duke and put up numbers. So like I think he he's interesting. You got to try. I'll, I'll say it. Like, I wouldn't be shocked to see Chase Bryce drafted down the road. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a gamble because we've barely seen him, but it's, it's a smart move, definitely. Um, but yeah, like, it's fun that he's chucking those deep balls. Lots of overthrows. But like you said, some, some really nice throws. And he puts a lot of arc on the ball, which always just kind of fun. And, okay, um, what did you think of Slenderman, James Blackman? He's got a he's got a really good arm. Yeah, he um, does. He likes to go. He, he, I feel like I put him and Bryce in the same kind of group where it's it's all going to be dependent on how they develop under their new coach. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. Like, first of all, uh, he's still really lean, but you, you you can tell he's thrown some weight on since his freshman year. So that's that's good. That's a good sign. His freshman year was like 6'5", 170. I think so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the arm is there, but he's throwing everything at 100 miles an hour. Like, th- he sails a lot of throws, lots of high balls. Like, he's just like, he, he, like you'll see the, the nice throws, but then the accuracy is just so inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, oh, big time. And then, the, like, kind of a loopy, not consistent throwing motion because yeah. he's just he feels like he's like just hasn't grown into his body yet. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. And like his feet, like sometimes he just doesn't re- like he'll, he'll he'll get pressured and he's just not reset his feet and go off another one guy to another there's, and throw it from the same position. And it's just I don't know, it's funny. I, but I, he's got the arm. Yeah, I think there's just a lot. Like he's clearly got raw talent. It's just yeah, he hasn't had a ton of like the last coaching staff didn't do a lot of good for him. But with Norvell and like Florida State has talent. To some extent, around him, um, it's gonna be interesting to see see how they refine his game. Like, think about what Norvell did with Brady White, who was a, mm-hmm. a Arizona State cast off, and like is mm-hmm. now turned into one of the best G five quarterbacks over the last decade. And so, seeing what he does with James Blackman, I think it's gonna be fun. Like, ultimately, all these quarterbacks, I think, were a fun watch. Uh, even Kenny Pickett's kind of fun. Like, okay, Kenny Pickett's it's not- the perfect pick quarterback, dude. Oh my god, I swear to god, he's kind of perfect for Pitt, and I kind of love him. He's not Tyler good, Pelican. but I love him. Yeah, I love Tyler Pelican, too. Anyway, and they're kind of, they're pretty similar, to be honest. Yeah, all pick quarterbacks are the same. He's Nate he's he's Peterman. Sell yourself another pick quarterback, why don't you? Oh, fuck. No, no, okay, Peterman, better than the other two. But, yeah, no, I, I, he's... No, it's not. <laughs> he's, he's kind of fun. I, I like him for all Pitt. Right, you've done your 10 minutes on Kenny Pickett. We're done with him. There's a lot more talent in this conference. Let's jump to we're running backs. We're done the show. Yeah. Just like the last group, the running backs are led by a Clemson guy who's a first-round pick, and then there's a lot of fun stuff behind them. But let's start with Etienne. Is he is he your highest-graded running back to this point? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm still shocked he went back. He did, yeah. He didn't uh, need to. Um, no, he didn't. If you, He's already the, the all-time ACC touchdown leader. Yeah. Like, He's... I mean, th- what you want to see this year from him because he did go back is just more confidence as a pass catcher. And he made sh- well, yeah, he made strides. He in did, he did, and it's just to be like because he as a runner he reminds me so much of Alvin Kamara, and the only mm. thing that's different is Kamara is such a, a confident, yeah. consistent pass catcher, and if Etienne can add that to the arsenal. Because, like, he's he's not bad. Like, people, I think, because he's so good at everything else, people kind of overrate his poorness as a pass catcher. Probably yeah, similar to Jonathan Taylor last year. Yeah, I was about to say that. He, he's definitely not bad. It's just... He's just not... He's, he's not Kenny Gainwell. 
No. In his first two years, he just didn't get that many opportunities. And last year, they, they, they went to that more, which is good. And hopefully they do it more this year. Um, but as a runner, just his combination of contact balance, um, mm-hmm. burst. Obviously, like, the, the burst and the speed, yeah. Yeah, the, the lateral agility. He's so elusive. No one gets a clean shot on him, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's just I don't know like he he's, he just he reminds me so much of Al Kamara. Any touch can go to can go to the house. Yeah, he's uh, he's well built uh, like Kamara, like he's thick in the middle and the lower body. And he runs hard like he doesn't shy away from contact. Um, I don't have a first round grade on him right now, but uh, I don't give first round grades to running backs. I have a first round grade on him, but I don't draft first round running backs. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I I like I do think like. I think his vision is kind of just average. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so I, I like to see him like kind of get there better. Like, there's not a lot of cutbacks, but again, he's running through big holes. Clemson's clearly the the best team in the conference and the been for so long now. It, it's just really easy. You know what? Too, I I think he's a pretty good pass protector. Throwing that into the the passing game thing, sometimes the awareness isn't there, but he's strong enough and he's he's more than willing. Yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, give me give me just at this. point, point in the process just give me a guy who looks like he he wants to do it yeah exactly whether they're good or not most guys aren't so i think i think we probably say that every time i know i like talking about pass protection it's important you're the pass i mean it is i don't disagree that's how you get on the field in the nfl catch the football and pass protect and you'll find a role exactly uh who's your who's your next running back oh it's so obvious i'm banging the table Michael, Michael michael carter Okay, he's my next two, but I'm like I'm not super high on him. Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah. He reminds me so much of what I felt about Ronald Jones. <laughs> oh no. Okay, I see the comparison though. Right? They kind of similar running style, yeah. Yeah, they're they're both kind of they're not the biggest back, but they they're well built. They both yeah. have that uh open field contact balance and wiggle. They both yeah. have that that almost like it's almost like they're floating with their jump yeah. cut and, yeah. and, and that burst for the chunk runs. But then you come back, the ball security is an issue. Um, pass yes. blocking is an issue. Uh, yes. They're not going to run through anybody. Um, it's, it, it, but but then like there's always they splash in these magnificent runs that make you like, wow, that's a dude. Mm-hmm. And, but it's maybe not the most consistent thing. He, that's just what I was thinking the whole time. Is like, I love this guy, but I also love Ronald Jones, and they remind me of each other. Okay, there's there's a, I haven't found a good word for it yet because like I call them kind of upright runners, him and Rojo, but they're not really. So I'm trying to find like the right term for it, and like both, I find like, just like. They're, 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 they run under control, which is, I, I, again, I'm trying to figure out a good way to phrase it. And it's a vibe I get with a, with a decent chunk of running backs. And it's a good thing, but the, the, the uprightness is kind of awkward sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, how high are you on Michael Carter? Because I, I know you love him. Like, I don't have, like, a first-round grade or anything. Oh, okay. I have right. a fourth-round grade. Okay, uh, I'm, like, a round lower. I like him. I think he's he's, like, a... I think he's a top 10 running back in this class for me right now. Okay. Yeah, he is. I think he's like RB6 for me. I can check. You've watched more running backs than I have so far. I'll check my rankings. Yeah, he's 6 for me. Um, Hey, by the way, Ronald Jones is going to be the Tampa starter. Trust me. He's going to... If Ronald Jones could just not turn the ball over and catch it a little more consistently, he would be starting running back in the NFL. 
<laughs> but, uh, but Michael Carter also needs to stop fumbling. Yeah, he does. Uh, Michael Carter is in my top ten. It's kind of hard not to be uh, a top yeah. ten running back when you're good enough to get I, a Rojo comp. <laughs> uh, who's your Who's your next guy? I I, I got uh, Javion Hawkins. Yeah, me too. I think uh, for me, like Etienne is obviously in a class of his own. Then I kind of have Michael Carter in his own class. And then I have Hawkins. Yeah, that's and uh, honestly, after those three, I'm out. Really, yeah, yeah. Nobody okay, else really moves the needle. We agree. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, with Hawkins, I mean, first of all, the Louisville offense we already mentioned, fun, lots of playmakers. He's he's tiny, but he runs hard as hell. I love his contact balance for a smaller guy. Reminds me of Jaquiz Rogers a little bit in that fashion. <laughs> um, I, I think love Jaquiz. I think he can be a late day three change of pace guy. And again, he's only yeah. coming off a redshirt freshman year where he put up yeah. numbers. Like he's, I don't think he's going to declare after this season anyway. But like, I, I think he's going to end up a day three running back at some point. Yeah, no, I I got a day three grade on him too. And like, you love the speed and the burst. He's quick as hell. You know what's weird, and I hope to see more often. It, they didn't use him in the passing game very much. I was and like, say that he looks like. I, I mean, I. I didn't see him catch balls, but he looks like a guy that should be really effective in the passing game. I do, so I want to see them uh, get him the ball there. Yeah, no, I I hope that they've. Oh, I love that offense. They used two two, so fun. Speaking yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe that's a bit of a issue for Hawkins that like, two two kind of gets those type of targets. Yeah, like they because they always have. He's like their motion player, and yeah, they, exactly. they're, they're throwing those swing passes to him. Yeah, Which, exactly. I mean, makes sense because he's so explosive that, like, he would get his touches over Hawkins. But, yeah, it'd be, oh, it works. Be, it, yeah. yeah, it'd be nice to see Hawkins get, like, an uptick in production in that way. Um, yeah. Do you want to jump over to the receivers? Because I think there's a lot of receivers, and I think it's a really fun group. Uh, yeah, I, let's do it. I think this is this might be my favorite group of the day. I think so for me as it's, well. Yes. It's edging this, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I take. That's a favorite. I didn't say the best, but it's my favorite. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a good take. Um, okay, first off, is is Justin Ross your number one? Uh, yeah. Okay, but, so let's let's talk him just because he's not playing. Obviously, um, yeah. he is the also my number one from the group. Um, he's not going to play this year. Well, I mean, no one's playing this year. <laughs> but uh, obviously, I'm he's saying. he's got the neck thing. Um, we don't really know what's next with him. It, yeah. Everything we've heard since, it, which hasn't been much, has sounded positive. I feel like if it were negative, we'd know by now. So That's true. Yeah, I, I feel like he'll be just he'll end up coming back uh, for the twenty twenty one season. And if you remember, Mike Williams when he was at Clemson, he broke his neck, and he had that whole year off. And then he came back yep. and obviously ended up being a top ten pick. So I, I I'm not like I don't. Obviously, it's it's different because it's not the same injury. But I, I think ultimately Justin Ross is gonna be back for the twenty twenty two NFL draft. Um, but yeah, I mean he's. I didn't love him as much as I was hoping. Like, yeah, I guess me. I, I mean, first of all, you 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 like the body a lot. Though. Like he's big and he's. I know he's only two hundred five, but he's like well. Built. I thought he'd be heavier. I think he is. Yeah, exactly. He looks he looks heavier than that. So I appreciate that. Like I, I don't have a first round grade mm-hmm. on him, but I, I do like him. A yeah, lot like I, I think, like 
he is awesome at those back shoulders. That's the bread and butter. Contested yeah. catch situations, great catch radius, really good body control, really strong through traffic. Um, I don't think he's like a terrific athlete. Anything? I don't think he's a bad athlete. Like, I just don't. He's no. not going to blow you away. He's probably like a what a four or five guy. Yeah, watching live games, I did think he was a bit of a better athlete. Yeah, me too. Uh, doesn't run like a big route tree. No. And, and you kind of want to see... It's it's a lot of the same stuff I felt about T. Higgins, but I think I like Justin Ross more. I fully agree with that. Yeah. Like, I think Justin Ross is a better athlete than T. Higgins and more consistent hands than T. Higgins. Yeah. But sa- Not, same idea. You, I, yeah. Uh, basically, I just want to see him uh, improve his route running. But, like, he, it's a really, I've also, like, like when you watch some of these other guys in the class, they're just more dynamic than him. Yeah. Like, he's not going to, like, blow you away doing anything after the catch. No. But, uh, yeah, again, like, if if he was playing this year, like, I would say he's, he's probably a top 50 pick. Yeah, it just feels like, I mean, again, if Higgins can go 33, uh, Justin Ross. Yeah, Justin Ross probably doesn't. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's let's I think the conversation gets more interesting after that. Um who's your number two guy? Sage Surratt. Okay, he's my number three in a in a close battle. But uh yeah, Sage Surratt, uh just just a monstrous human with he, he like his arm just looks so long, or is it just me? No, he like he looks he's like a he's him I mean him and his brother, they're both freaks of nature. Like he is mm-hmm. He's so big. Yeah. His his hands look massive. Yeah. And he he can blow guys away deep when contested catches. He's yeah. Yeah. he's a guy who I think is gonna be a huge riser. Um he's a for me he's a top hundred guy right now for sure. Me too. Me too. And it's like he's more of like a smooth athlete than an explosive athlete. Which at what, six three, two fifteen or whatever, it, 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 you'll take it and like that top end speed is good. He's yeah, he's gonna like a, he's gonna burn you deep, but he's not gonna like blow you away with his lateral agility as a yeah. runner. That's I yeah, think that's the big thing is you want to see him kind of develop his release game and just improve mm-hmm. as a route runner. Uh, those it, are my it just, two. He big didn't things. run a lot of routes. Yeah, either, so. I mean their their whole offense was like that weird slow read option and then throw it deep to Sage. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, and like I mean, maybe just improve as a yak guy, but yeah. I, I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he can be a top three receiver for a team. Yeah. Uh, so who who's your second guy in the group? I'm gonna bang the fucking table. Here's my guy. This is one of my favorite players in the class, Daz Newsom. Okay. I once you said who it was, I knew it was. Um, I have a fourth round grade on him. I like him, Rob. I love him. Uh, pure slot okay. guy. Uh, also, I start I, North Carolina's receivers are just the coolest. I like all three of them. Um, do you have a sorry? Do you have a comfort Newsom? Calvin Ridley. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I think I think Daz Newsom has the best hands, and is the best route runner of the group. Um, uh, I I I don't know if I agree about the hands, but you gotta agree with the route runner. runner. But I agree with the running for sure. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a pure slot guy. Yeah, pure slot. I don't think he's a great athlete or anything, but he's gonna plug in, and be a plug and play slot guy day one. Uh, he's gonna catch eighty passes. That feels like a a big statement. Um, one hundred and eighty passes. One hundred and eighty yeah. passes. Like he's probably gonna run like four six, but 
I don't even know if he's that bad of a like. I, I don't. He plays the, faster than that. He, he, I think he's like gonna be a three cone monster because he's so. Yeah. He's also just so. I don't know how I didn't realize he was such a great route runner going into it, and just mm-hmm. so like. Oh, his feet are awesome. I just fall. I fall for a route runner all day. Especially, I just love pure slot guys. Um, yeah. No, he to me he's plug and play slot top one hundred player. I love him. Um, he can get deep from the slot too. So that's like, I don't know if that's more route running than than the athleticism because yeah, I don't think he's like a top end athlete, but I don't think he's that bad. But yeah, getting deep from the slot impresses me, and like you said, just such a good route runner, and he's pretty good after the catch. Yeah, no, he's he he's not bad. Um, I was gonna say something, and now I blanked. So yeah, all right. Oh no, okay. I got a low end comp for Daz Newsom since you gave the high end comp. No, mine was low end actually. Okay. What's your high end comp then? Um, who's the greatest? Calvin Johnson. Good yeah, one. Thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, it kind of reminds me of Devin Duvernay from last year. I don't think he's that athlete though, and he's a Maybe way better. Devin Duvernay was not a good route runner. Yeah, he was more of that crossing type. Like remember, but, he just got like that was his, that's like at the Senior Bowl, he couldn't yeah, really showcase what he Bowl. did because he he's more of a straight line guy. Where Daz Newsom's more of a, a lateral guy. A jitterbug. Okay, fair enough. You, you won me over there, Rob. Thank you. Calvin Johnson's the comp. Okay, so, okay, Ross is both our wide receiver ones. I'm so confused right now. Ross is both our wide receiver ones. Satrat's your wide receiver two. He's my wide receiver three. Daz Newsom's my wide receiver two. Where do you have Daz Newsom? Uh, he's in the group with, I'll spoil it. Uh, Terry Atwell and Newsom are kind of in a bunch for me. It's not really a spoiler when we're just going to talk about it. Rob, big spoiler alert, that's the grouping. Who'd you say? Newsom, Terry, and... Atwell. Okay, so Terry's my four. Let's talk about him. Okay, um, I wanted to like him more, but he has so many goddamn drops. Yeah, but he probably, like, runs fucking 4-3 and he's 6-4. And, yeah, apparently he's up to 222 now. I, I, heard, I saw on the old Twitter he, machine Yeah, he's pretty recently. skinny. Um, yeah, he's a, so he, he, he's such a he's big he's such yeah. a big play threat, uh, yeah. with a big frame, bad hands, yes. <laughs> yeah, not a great road runner. But I don't know. I just the idea of Mike Norvell now getting his hands on him. I know. Yeah, I know. I like I, like I have a fourth round grade. I like yeah, him. Me and too. I can see him rising easy. Yeah. Um, Do you want right him now? Comp? Jumbo Will Fuller. <laughs> That's a sick comp. That was quick, dude. <laughs> Uh, I put Robbie Anderson down. Oh, okay, that's cool too. I like that. No jumpable flyer, but that's a good one. Uh, yeah, you know what's so? It, 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 I know he's explosive, but like the the things he like the things he does after the catch. It's not like he's making guys miss, but he's just so fast that he he can do so much damage. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. I just just I want to see him catch the ball. You know man. what I like about this receiver group is like Ross, Surratt, Terry are all true X's. Mm-hmm. And then you get Newsom, Rogers, Atwell are all true slots. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, so you want to talk about uh, Tutu? Yeah, Tutu's fun. I think he he might be tiny, but like he's got a chance to really move up the board this season. It's I feel exactly like he's what five nine one sixty five. He might be smaller than that. Yeah, I don't think he's um, five nine. I don't think so either. I think he's but, five seven. Uh, how many times? Like, on a deep route, was he not open? And, I mean, he, it was rarely. It felt like every time he ran a, a go or a post, he's open. He's so explosive. 
Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it's both explosion and it, you can't carry with him down the field. Yeah. Like, he's got long speed and he's just explosive. Yes. Which is, uh, if in, the, in, the, in football terms, that's a good thing. Obviously, the worry is his size and, like, yes. if a bigger NFL corner is carrying him, like, what what's going to happen there? I think – so, I think the best way – like, Tutu Atwell – the best way to use him in the NFL is going to be not like, don't nail him into being a receiver, being a true slot, like move him around, like line him up in the backfield, just get work on getting him in mismatch situations. Like yeah, Louisville does a really good job. I mentioned earlier how he's kind of like the motion man that makes that offense go. And I, I just think that's going to be the best way to get the most out of him at the next level, just because it's, he's at an automatic disadvantage. Cause yeah, he's probably five, seven, one sixty. But he's also just an he's an absolute dog. I love him. Yeah, it, like getting him to a non-creative OC is just gonna be a complete waste. Yeah. Um, do you like Amari Rogers? Uh, I got a draft ball on him. Yeah. I, I like I like Amari Rogers. I'm excited to see what he does as kind of like the dude. I think he's awesome after the catch. He's he's he he's kind of got that built like a running back frame type. Yeah, very much so. Um, and I I, I, I you kind of want to see him do more. At least more cons- be more consistent as a route runner to really take his game to the next level. But you get yeah. the ball in his hands, he's, he he can be a playmaker. Um, yeah, exactly. That's why I like it right now. I think he'll get drafted. It's just like it's a very simple route tree. I don't know how fast he ultimately is. Like that Syracuse game, he takes that screen to the house where he's got that long speed showing off. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do see him get get caught. That's what I was gonna say. Like I don't think like he's not sub four five. I don't think. No, I, again, it's it's more like that running back with the ball in his hands. Maybe not as... There's a lot of just receivers in this class, once again, where it's like, I really like Amari Rodgers, but he m- might not be a top 20 receiver. Mm-hmm. There's a it's lot of guys. Crazy. I, like, I like both the other UNC receivers, was, too. Diami Brown is fast as fuck. I see. I, I thought he was gonna be better, like just based on uh, the hype around him. I, but well, I, I that, yeah. Like him. I I I think he's a guy who could shoot up the board if he he needs to get better at tracking the ball. Um, yeah, that that was kind of the the disappointing. Right. Thing. Yeah. Like he's got that big speed. He's, he gets open a lot. He just doesn't track the ball that well, and he doesn't do a ton after the catch. And I think he can yeah. struggle with with uh, physical DBs. And like the potential's yeah. there to be a good route runner. He just isn't right now. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I think Bo Corrales, the other UNC receiver, was just like a pleasant surprise for me. Big body, and he knows how to use it. Yeah, I know. I was totally surprised, too. I liked him. Chris Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I also kind of like Des Fitzpatrick. I saw some more love for him than I expected, and like he's okay. He's not bad. Yeah. Like, uh, Like, I don't have a draftable grade, but like, me neither. I, I bring him to training camp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> There's a lot of receiver talk. Um, move to tight ends. Brevin Jordan. That's a dude. That, uh, very much so. That's a dude yeah. who I think top three tight end behind, probably just solidly the third tight end in the class after Fryermuth and Pitts. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an elite prospect, I'm pretty sure, coming out of high school too. Yeah, he was. Like, he's an, just an awesome athlete. He's... It not necessarily like he's not an in- classic inline guy. He's like six three two forty. He's a move yeah. tight end. Uh, he kind of got some of that same stuff in Joku's got when he was coming out. Where it's he's such an impressive athlete 
mm-hmm. that he kind of gets away with maybe not being the most nuanced guy and not the greatest yeah. blocker in the world. Yeah, I mean, we'll start with the blocking. He seems willing, though, and he seems strong, but he just some really bad whiffs. And, yeah. Uh, but I do think there's some nuance in him as, like, a, a block-and-release guy, which is good. They do they do that a lot. Um, like, he, he'd be sweet in offense that moves their tight end around, like, get him, yeah. get him in space, jumbo tight end. Like, he's going to create so many mismatches with the right offensive coordinator. And, like, mm-hmm. he, he's got great body control for a tight end. Uh, and he, he's so good after the catch too. Yeah, like he is. He's, he's he reminds me a lot of Njoku, to be honest. Yeah, no, uh, that's fair. Uh, it's kind of like Njoku, Evan Ingram type of guy. Oh, Evan Not Ingram's maybe, a good uh, a a gooder one, maybe. Yeah, it's but, a, it's uh, a yeah. interesting between him, uh, Farmuth Pitts, Charlie Kohler. Like it's a fun tight end group. I agree. Grant I mean, Keithy, I think, like, my boy. <laughs> I think, like, yeah, uh, like, it's hard to, like, I, I don't know. It's so early, but, like, Jordan feels like he's going to go top 100, top sure. 60. Yeah. I Easy. think so, especially yeah. coming off a bad tight end group. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the other tight end who I didn't, I, I couldn't get my hands on any tape because he's Central Michigan, transferred to Virginia, Tony Poljan. Just knowing what I've seen from him from last year, Mm-hmm. In combination with how big and athletic he is, and he's a former quarterback, and now he's at Virginia, I'm pretty excited to kind of find out more about him. Me too. And uh, was he listed like at like two fifty five or something, six seven? Yeah, he's massive, massive. Which I, I guess he's just been in the goddamn weight room since uh, since he's like all right, I'm full time full time tight end now. Um, yeah, that he's exciting for sure. Uh, you want to talk some offensive line? Not a great group. It's okay. Who? It's okay. I didn't like. I don't love anybody. Uh, I I have Carmen as my OT one, but he's he was he wasn't he's, as good as he's yeah. so raw and there's so much potential there. But he's just um okay six five three forty five true sophomore last season. So yeah, he's huge five star guy, just r- extremely powerful physical finisher. Yeah. I worry his pass protection just seems so messy and his feet and he he gets pretty high and I worry about his overall yeah. athleticism too. Like is he gonna be a guard in the NFL? He might be, but he's he's clearly got the size for tackle and yeah, like he, it's not only he's six five, three, four, five, feet, his arms look really long. Yeah, no for yeah, sure. Yeah, like you said, the feet are heavy, um it's like he's got a strong punch, and his hands are like he, he clamps you if he gets you, but like he he just miss shoots a lot. I feel like yeah, they, Clemson hasn't produced offensive tackles. It's like the one thing they don't do. It's true. No offense, Mitch Hyatt, you were a Walter Football number one pick. <laughs> but no, I I think like clearly the tools are all there for him to be a top one hundred guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just I, it's also such a after Suell, it's such an open class. But mm-hmm. like I, I think he like I would take Abraham Lucas from Washington State over him for sure. I have Lucas over him right now. Yeah, too. like I, he's got all this potential to move up. Um, but yeah, he needs a campus footwork and in his hand, his his his. It's almost like his. his at, at, at your best as a pass protector, everything's working together, and for him, it just seems like yeah. there's some disconnection with his feet, his yeah. base, and his hands. It's like one thing will be working really well, and then the other thing just won't be at the same time. Yeah. Like, if you watch him against Chase Young, like, 
he was basically just trying to push him around the pocket the whole time. Yeah, and then against like lesser pass rushers, he's just gonna outmuscle them because he's yeah fucking massive. Uh, what do you exactly. think of Liam Eikenberg from Notre Dame? He's okay. I got a draftable on him. Um, he's not I, that first round prospect that. No, no, not at all. Like I, he's not Mike McGlinchey. No, not at all. I he I don't even know if he's a guard or a tackle to be honest. He's not that long, I don't think. No, he and, took a lot of um, penalties last year too. I like that's I, great. you. You love to hear that. Yeah, I like. I think he he's he's got a strong anchor. Um, he's a good finisher as a run blocker. Um, now I'm starting to think maybe he is a guard because I I think he well he plays pretty high. I, I really worry yeah. about his leverage, especially in pass protection. He's kind of stuck between tackle and guard. It's like maybe he's a swing tackle. It's like, yeah, it's like his feet aren't the best. Or like, okay, you want to move to guard. <clears throat> and then yeah, like he's kind of high. Like yeah, I don't know. And I think I'm a little lower on his anchor than you. He doesn't. So that's not a great athlete either. No, but he he is good. Like sorry, he is strong though. Yeah, like he moves dudes. Uh, so yeah, maybe, I, yeah let's like, put some weight on him, get him to play with better leverage, and move him to left guard. Yeah, that's that's kind of my feeling to be honest. And like I, I do think he's a day three guy right now. Yeah, I think you're but correct. Yeah. Like, did did you like Vrabel? Not really. You? He's okay. Uh, he's like, also was just a redshirt freshman. I, I, I feel exactly. like I, I grade guys like I'm like, well, this guy doesn't have a draftable, but like maybe down the road. I thought he was a physical run blocker. Uh, he uses his hands pretty well, and he finishes. But like I just, yeah. I thought his feet were a complete mess. Like he needs a lot of coaching. Yeah, but I, I thought like some like the nuance stuff he was pretty advanced for for a for a redshirt freshman. Sometimes he's just like in the run game, he just like doesn't raise his head. And he just runs and whips. Yeah. Uh, it feels but like for 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 a redshirt freshman, I thought it was like pretty good. Too. Yeah, like again, like he's got three more years of eligibility. Kind of like oh, he's listed like six five three ten, but like he he's built kind of funny. Like he looks like he's really thick in the mid- middle and lean lower body. Yeah, it's kind I, of an interesting build. But yeah, um, I, I I like I could see him being drafted down the road. I I don't mind him. The yeah. only the only uh, I, I his teammate Alec Lindstrom, Chris Lindstrom's brother, I think. I feel kind of the same way where it's like, no, he's not, he's not a dude yet. There's a lot of pieces with Lindstrom. Though. Yeah, he's a motherfucker though. Like he's gonna, he's, a, he's, yeah. he's gonna pancake you and then dive on you, which I absolutely yeah, I love. I fucking love it. <laughs> but then also he he plays a little high. He does. Yeah, he, he gets a leverage a lot. Doesn't move that well. It's like straight line. He's okay, and then laterally he's kind of slow. And he's not the biggest dude. No, but he's pretty strong, especially for oh, a yeah. redshirt sophomore. If you could, yeah, he's got power. That, again, he's got he's a, yeah, he was just a redshirt sophomore. He's got two more years. Like in a power scheme, I don't know. He's kind of mm-hmm. interesting for me. Again, another guy. Like if I were to guess now, uh, down the road, I see him getting drafted as a center. Another lefty center too, which is kind of funny. You love them. Um, any other linemen for you? I don't know. Kramer's okay as a, like a late day three guy. Remember um, when he was a first round pick? I know, I know. And that's like that's about it for me. Yeah. Um, I don't even really want to talk with Tommy Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel the same way about Robert Hainsey, the other Notre Dame lineman. Yeah. Like, it's a good college line for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But, yeah, it's just like none of these, I don't know, none of these guys are really moving the needle. I, I think what happened is, you know, they had Mike McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson together, and they're like, all right, we did it again, baby, Lynch and Kramer. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know what, AJ? 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control. Like Notre Dame joining the ACC. That wasn't the ad. That was an ad lib. 
<laughs> but there's one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. When was the last time you shaved your balls, AJ? It's been a while. We are in the middle of a pandemic, and uh, I'm not happy about that. And that's why you need the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you confidence boost through your body image. <laughs> There's ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellows down low. Yeah, I call mine the fellas. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. It feels like they they heard our our ad reads and they put that in. Yeah, because of my 90-minute pitch black showers. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit. No. (laughs) Which is the perfect add-on to the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. My brother loves nail files, which is pretty weird. Do you you think they'll make, like, an extra gritty nail file for our show? That's what we like. I think if we bring it up enough, they will. Okay, uh, Manscaped, extra gritty, like we like our Lyman baby. The Shears That'll be like, we'll have a nice tie in there, Rob. Anyways, keep the, sh- the Shears, thanks. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. I feel like that would fucking hurt to pluck your eyebrows. On their website, mine are, I have perfect eyebrows for the listener if you haven't seen them, so that's <laughs> why. Too. Pretty great. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. That feels like a really good thing to have for college football tailgating. Yeah, or even if you're just sitting on your couch for 13 hours straight. <laughs> you don't have to impress anyone then, though. Uh, like, I don't know. That's, what, if we're, we're, we're together, we're hanging out, I get to your place at 1130 <laughs> We watch all the games. We're going out at 11.30. Maybe you got to impress. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. If, we're, if we're, we've got a whole day of college football and then we're going to Sneaky D's later, like, yeah. Then big, you're Big right. plug there for Sneaky D's, by the way. And then, like, you uh, might have to, considering how much we're moshing at Sneaky D's pre-pandemic, um, that would have been a good tool to have, like, mm-hmm. at, at, well, well, yeah, anyway. you also after, find after the, you, you, <laughs> Yeah, after you mosh, you go home and you, uh. You apply some of it. If yeah. you didn't do it before, because yeah. I'm sure it works all night. Yeah, no, good point. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that'll, that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. That's another thing you'd need in this situation. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Why would we judge you? I'm always I sniffing do it all the myself. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Go to manscaped.com, check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns. Wait. Yeah, by the horns, by shaving that front trunk. It feels like a missed opportunity to yeah. say by the balls. but I know. I no, you know what? I think they're so clever that they uh, they did this on purpose. To fuck with me, eh? I made that be confusing. I just tried to... Uh, anyway... Um, you know what else, AJ? Basketball's back. Baseball's back for now. We'll see how long that lasts. Football thinks it's coming back. So go to betonline.ag. Because there, you can gamble on things. You can guess Floyd Mayweather's jewelry. Sounds insane. 
I, they should have more things like that. <laughs> yeah, when we were without sports for four months, we, we should have like just insane celebrity gambling things. Yeah, like maybe team up with Cameo and like I don't know. Yeah, I just want to pl- plug Cameo for free. No, no, let's end the podcast and we'll, we'll, we'll make this a pitch meeting to Cameo and... Ben. No, no, we're all TikTok people, remember? Oh, yes. That's true. For now, until they get banned. Yes. So go to betonline.ag uh, and bet on everything, including Floyd Mayweather's bling prices. Oh, you know what? You know what betting line I want? Bet, betonline.ag if you're listening. What will last longer, TikTok or the Major League Baseball season? That's a good, that's a good bet. I would take TikTok. Uh, I think so. Microsoft's trying to save it or something. Bet online. You're online wagering experts. Okay. Defense. Front seven. Interior D-line. The man, the myth, the legend, Marvin Wilson. Is he your number one interior defensive lineman? Yes, Robert. He is my number one interior defensive lineman. Of course he is. Um, it feels like he's going to be the, the Derek Brown of this class where it's like... If he he can, feels a lot like Derek Brown, right? right? Like he could have yeah. he could have come out and he would have been top what top sixty selection probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he goes back. He's gonna just be the best player on the field most of the time. Yep. And dominate probably. and end up being like a top fifteen pick. Yep. Uh, I like I have a fifteen to twenty five range grade, which for this point of the process, as I keep saying, is really high. And, um, and I'm not comparing him to Derek Brown in style. I think he adds more explosiveness and pass rush than Derek Brown, but isn't quite the same run defender as Derek Brown. Yeah, like they're they're not too too far off. Uh, but similar like almost similar builds. similar builds. Yeah. Brown's bigger, but um yeah, but both both powerful dudes. Use but their, yeah, Marvin Wilson he uses his hands really well, which I love and he's such a yeah. his initial step and quickness is impressive. Like he can shoot gaps, but he can also like I think he could be a three th- Tech five tech like he can uh, like Derek Brown. I think he can kind of play anywhere you need him yes. to on the defensive line. I exactly yeah. Like uh, I you know what I love about him too. Like every time he's getting a hit on someone, he's hitting so goddamn hard. Like, he, he plays he plays so hard. Yeah, the motor is great. I um, love that like D line. Like like Derek Brown, it feels like every single snap he's just. A handful. Like, he's a he, he's a havoc creator, both against yeah. the run and as pass rusher. Um, no, I don't. It, I, I don't know. He's he he just seems safe, and, and you yeah, already he know does. he's got huge leadership qualities off the field. Safe, and then with like potential pass rush upside, because like he's got like that that swim club combo. It, yeah, it's legit. He goes to it all the time, and you can see him develop more. And I, another way, I, I wasn't trying to phrase this. Like, I just like to see him use his length a bit more, and that. Maybe not just in the in the run, but also in the pass. Uh, yeah. Again, I don't know how to phrase it. You, you know what I mean. Sometimes he just gets in on guards' bodies, like trying to overpower. And yeah, when no. he's you know he's a really good athlete, and just use that. Yeah. Um. So the conversation gets more interesting. Who's after Marvin Wilson? Uh, I have Jalen Twyman from Pitt. I have him and Ali McNeil from NC State, like neck and neck. Really? Okay. All right. So I think I like McNeil. I think very. Well, not very different, but different in that Twyman seems like he has so much explosive athleticism. Yeah. And okay, What was Twyman a bit of a – sorry to totally stuff on your fucking sentence, but I wanted to say this. <laughs> was Twyman a bit of, like, a, a little disappointment to you? I watched him a really long time ago. Oh, okay. All right. Like, I, so I knew going into this watch 
that he, he, maybe the sack production didn't necessarily match exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He, anyway, sorry, you had, he, you had a good thought going there. Well, it's gone now. Um, <laughs> with, with him, I think a lot. Like he's he's not the biggest dude. No, I, I don't like what is he six two two ninety, and I don't think he's that heavy. Me just neither. eyeballing it. Me neither. Yeah. But he's explosive. He's got great yes. quickness. He plays with good leverage and a good motor. But he gets, I think, like he's just not a very good run defender right now. He's not. No, exactly. He just get, uh, just get I, fucking moved. Yeah, like again, it's a lot of double teams he's facing. But he even one on ones, he's not great. And you know what I find? Like, like, yeah, he plays with good leverage and he stays low. But like, the further a drive goes along, at times he can get caught playing high, and that's especially in the run. He just that's when he gets. Really that, well, as you say, I think I think the leverage is more the like he's a better leverage pass rusher than run defender. Run defender, yeah. Like he doesn't hold the point very well. No, he doesn't. Like, but then yet, yeah, like you said, the get off is there. Um, like he he makes really... he makes flashy plays. It's just he's not very yeah. cons- like down to down. That's actually the thing that I think I was trying to get to earlier. Like Twyman's gonna make way more flashier plays than McNeil, but McNeil's just a more consistent player. McNeil's a better uh, run defender. He anchors down better. Mm-hmm. He's also more of a squatty body. Yeah. Yep. Um. And now I don't Twenty think body. like he's not the same. He's not a bad athlete. But he's not the same explosive guy that Twyman is, but he can sit down, anchor, uh, and, and kind of out leverage guys to to win as a pass rusher. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one one more thing on Twyman, he's got that really nice push and pull he uses a lot, but like sometimes he just does it too late. It's like he's already yeah, he does. and he tries it. He does. Yeah, and it's like the ball's like already coming out of the quarterback's hand. He, but, he, he was again, only a redshirt sophomore, and yes, yeah. I think, I mean, Panor Juzzi's really put together a fun defense there, so I think, like, he's a guy who's who's poised for a big jump. I think he's going to be a day two guy, like, if you ask me right now. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's there yet, but I think he's going to be. Yeah. I'm, I am I feel pretty similar with McNeil. Yeah. No, McNeil was, like, a guy I knew less about, and it was a more pleasant surprise than Twyman was a little yeah. disappointed. Yeah, McNeil not talked about a whole lot, but yeah, he's he, NC State quietly churns out defensive linemen. Sorry, is NC State uh what was it uh, close as a pro program? No, we haven't on. said that in F- so long. Fire Dave Doran. <laughs> we're we're so far removed. No, now I'm a now I'm a weak guy. Dave Clausen knows how to make NFL style team. I thought we were awake last year, and it. it Oh, and wasn't didn't that work. great? Right, yeah. So what's you, it? we pivot to another Carolina? No, here. I, I here's my pitch. We're in North Dakota State, and we'll stay that way, and we'll we'll never be wrong. No, you know That's me. I, I can't get out of the Carolinas. <laughs> App State. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm an App State guy. That's a that's a. We love Charlotte too. That's true. Okay, I'm a Charlotte guy. I'm all so no 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 more okay, power five Carolinas. Any other interior defensive line? Not really. No. I, the Clemson guys, like, you saw some, some flashes, but I don't know. Uh, let's talk edges. There's there's a whole bunch of them. Is Gregory yeah. Russo your number one edge from the ACC? Yes, he is, Rob. He's 6'7", 253, and sometimes he lines up as a nose tackle because who cares? Okay. Yeah. It's my so favorite he's so much thing. fun. I know. And he's good at it. It's – it's he's – He's, yeah, he's, he's so – I don't – he is so long and skinny, and but he's such a fluid, explosive guy, and he uses that length so well, and his hands are violent. Um, and and he, I think he's – like, his hands are strong. 
uh, even yeah. though he's not maybe needs to add strength himself overall. Yeah, it's kind of he's like he's not he's not what Chase Young was at this point. No, no, he's not. But he's like he's the best path like, or the best edge I think in the class though with the most potential. Yeah, like can you like I know he's like about he probably was like about two fifty last year, right? Maybe. Um, Maybe less. I think the, the the team sites got him at two sixty five right There's now. There's no way he was that last year. No, no. But he's got the frame to like go oh, into yeah. the NFL or or at some point in his first couple of years to be two eighty. Yeah, two seventy five. For sure. He he almost has a bit of like like just the length and everything with him is a little Mario Williams esque with just how long he is. And you know what? I, I think if he adds that weight, he's not going to lose athleticism. Cause I, I feel like a lot of it's just like he's just such a big, long strider, and he closes space so quick, and he like he makes so many plays in the running game with his length. And yeah, even though he he does get washed at times in the running game, he's such a high effort player, and he yeah. he makes plays backside because of the length and the explosiveness. He's really really fun because it's just again they line him up in the nose tackle like that's crazy. And he's he's pretty good. Like he's so slippery in between. Like yeah, at six seven, he's slippery. It's it's really interesting. Um, he's he's, he's got he's a lot. One of the most fun guys I think I've watched so far. Yeah, like so he's like two things. He's got a long way to go as a pass rusher. Like he's pretty raw in his repertoire and stuff. But uh, he's got a lot of those just making it look easy sacks. Yeah. No. Just um, like how would he get in there so easy? And like he's got all the and... tools to be an elite pass rusher. He's just not there yet. You want to see him. I want to see him try to convert speed to power more. He doesn't really yeah. do that. He, he'll have some wild uh, combo moves that, pull, that he pulls off with his length. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't really have a go-to move. No, he doesn't. But, like, uh, he's got all the... T- again, he's got all the tools to be just an elite passer. And his sack production was bonkers last year. Yeah, 15 and a half, I think. Um, yeah, no, he, like... I don't know. He feels like a lot. I don't want to say lock, but he's going to be a top fifteen pick, easy. You know. Um, who do you have after him? I have Boogie Basham. Me too. Boogie, I Basham. Love Boogie Basham. Boogie Basham just feels safe. Yes, exactly. And I, I was thinking that when I was watching him, I'm like, I almost don't want to say that on the show because it's so early. But he does. He's just so well rounded. Like he's what six four two seventy five. So that's well that's built. Well built. Carries the weight exactly. well. Uh, good big, length big, to him too. Big motor, really good leverage player, strong hands, um, multiple pass rush moves. Not the most explosive guy. Not gonna. Not gonna. No. I, I think what's gonna hold him back from being like a big early pick is I don't think he's the most flexible guy as, uh, as an edge rusher with bend and yeah. whatnot. But he he gets to the quarterback. Uh, other ways, he he brings some power to uh, with a bull rush. Yeah, um, he's got a nice bull rush. He's just going to um, be a good football player. Like, maybe he's never going to be that, like, 12-sack guy, but, like, consistent, like, 8-10-sack guy and just a yes. good run defender, good football player, guy who plays 10 years and you don't have to think about it. I I 100% feel the same way. And it, it's funny. How many times do you say that about a guy going into his, like, senior season, like, before he's even coming out of the class? Yeah. No. I don't know. He just seems like, like, I bet – I bet he doesn't end up going the first round. He ends up going the I, day t- round, day I, two, and then just like immediately starting and again like just don't have to worry about it. I feel the same way. <laughs> Who's number three for you? 
I have Rocher. Rocher is uh, so interesting. He is. It's like the bend, and he uses his hands really well. He's got a good rip. Um, the the rip and dip is awesome with him. Really good speed rush. Yeah, he's a good athlete. But uh, he's, really, like he's, he's cool. really small. So yeah, he's listed like what six four two thirty five, but he was probably like less than that. But also like he's he he he's like thick ish. Yeah, but he's not long. It's gonna be weird. Obviously, he's opposite uh, Russo now at Russo, Miami, yeah. which is fucked. Um, I guess with him, like, is he gonna end up having to be an off-ball Sam type, or is he gonna be the uh, the kind of tweener? That, yeah, no. <laughs> is he gonna be the tweener we kind of fall in love with, like your boy from Michigan mm. last year? Maybe. And and like, I don't know. But at the end of the day, he knows how to hunt quarterbacks. I think at, at the absolute least you're getting a situational pass rusher here because he just balls yeah. to the wall with big bend, big explosiveness. Seeing him at Miami this year is going to be really interesting. And, like, the opportunities he's going to get opposite Rousseau are going to be crazy. He's Elvis Doomerville. There's my comp. Just on the oh. fly, type that in. 100, 100 sacks in his career, easy comp, whatever, bro. Lock, lock it in. I like. I kind of like that, though. <laughs> Patrick Jones, Pitt, I think, interesting. Mm-hmm. That, like, this is a really... Like, this group overall is really interesting. Pa- Patrick Jones, 6'5", 260, and twitched up. Yes. Raw needs to learn how to use his hands to create more consistent yes. pressure. Because if he's not beating you kind of with that initial step and bend... It, yeah, he's got no secondary moves. Yeah, and that's the big, big worry. But the things before that make him super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um He's also a pretty competent run defender and has a big motor. Yeah, he's another guy. Like maybe this is how I try to say with Marvin Wilson. Like he lets, but it's more important at edge where he just lets things get in on him a little too much. He's got to play with better extension. Um, but no, he's definitely like this whole group is good. To be yeah. honest. Like I can see all four of those guys being top one hundred picks. Yeah, no, I agree. Do you have um, anyone else you want to specifically talk about? Uh, Thomas was a little disappointing, I guess. I expect a little yeah, more. Yeah, I mean, him and KJ Henry, both Clemson guys, were rotational guys, both five stars who just kind of haven't yep. put it together yet. Yeah, and I, I, I've liked Thomas since, you know, just flashing on Clemson. Uh, he's he's interesting because they play him, like, they, like he, he played some three-tech, he played some five-tech, he played some four-eye, and then, yeah. like, the classic edge, like, nine-tech. Like and he's six two two sixty five squatty. Is he Rashawn Gary? Because weird build, really good <laughs> athlete who just doesn't have production. Possibly. Yeah, production's I, coming I, this year. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say you want to give him this junior season to kind of like see because again he was more of a rotational guy to this point. So um, exactly. Do you want to move to linebackers? Good group overall, though. Yeah, go for it. Another pretty fun, I thought fun group. Who's your number one? Uh, Chaz Surratt. Yeah, Surratt gang. 6'3", 230. Uh, new to playing linebacker. Doesn't matter. Explosive as fuck. <laughs> really yes. surprisingly competent coverage linebacker, even though he's just learning how to play it because he's a quarterback until now. Yeah, it's almost like, I don't know, he's just confident because he's a good athlete. Yeah, and, and kind of just helps him. I thought a really, like, surprisingly good blitzer pass rusher. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. You know... I think it's because again it goes back to the explosiveness. He can just close space quick, like and like yeah. This linebacker class is shaping up so nicely. I think he's he's gonna be a top five guy in the group. 
And again, he's just played one season at linebacker, and we're already it's seeing crazy. all this. Like, I wouldn't be shocked to see him end up a first round pick. Uh, me neither. Like right now, I think he's a uh, like he's probably a second round guy right now, which is crazy. Especially because he's the, the the way Fred Warner's really come on for the 49ers and become one of the best off ball linebackers. I think Surratt's going to get that comp. That's interesting. Just because the similar athleticism, similar size. Kind of plays a little bit of overhang. Not nearly as much as Fred Warner, but, um, yeah. Also, super aggressive despite just moving from QB to linebacker. I know. He's he's one of the most interesting and fun guys. Like, it's just it's a cool story. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know who's going to be hard to give a comp to, Rob? Charles Snowden. Anthony Barr, done. Oh, you did it. He's so, like, remember, remember just watching him since his freshman year, and it's like, he stands out, and you're just like, who the hell is that guy? So tall and skinny. Um, I, I still don't really have a full, like, I don't know how, how like, he's, uh, he's going to be Sam in the NFL. He, he's not, like, I don't know. You just don't know how to deploy him? Is that what you're trying yeah. to say? Yeah. Because yeah, I don't, I agree. like, I don't think he's, like, like, he's a good athlete, but he's not, like, a great great mover and coverage he lacks instincts but the length's pretty impressive he shows some stuff as a pass rusher when asked to do that he bats a lot of balls yes <laughs> insane amount i just like he's a day three guy for me but pretty interesting would you be surprised if like the nfl tries to put him at edge i don't know because it's going to depend he's still so skinny like coin dang the cow linebacker is a similar length with much more weight Without, to him, and I think a much yeah. better football player right now. Yeah, but Snowden is just—he's just so interesting. Um, uh, uh, who who else did you like at the linebackers? I didn't love this group after Surratt. I think honest. Jeremiah Owusu Horamoa or Jock Joke is a stud. That's my linebacker too after Chas Surratt right. from Notre Dame. Six one two sixteen. Obviously not ideal size, but he's also no. playing a lot of overhang. He's a linebacker safety hybrid. I've seen some think he could be the Isaiah Simmons of the class. Just a phenomenal athlete who does a ton of work in coverage and is ultra-aggressive, huge motor. Obviously, how you view him is going to shape the grade. Uh, I, I I think I would want to be using him as a will overhang type dude. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you, you kind of worry about his consistency getting off blocks, but it's just that that type of athleticism and aggression. That's he's built to be a linebacker in today's NFL. Yeah, like that that, that matchup type guy, and that that can go up against tight mm-hmm. ends and like in the slot, which again is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, uh, he he's definitely interesting. I, maybe I gotta go back, and I don't know why I didn't appreciate him as much as you did, Rob. Maybe I'm dumb. I just right, I just love overhang. Overhang's my favorite it's position true. in the world. You know, That's why you had a first-round grade on Michael Walker. I was a great overhang linebacker in my day. Did you actually play overhang? Well, I played defensive half, which is like <laughs> Canadian football's 12-man overhang, so yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I like James Skalski. I think he, he's... Now, I'm worried that I'm just falling in love with a really aggressive, great tackler with instincts mm-hmm. who's not a good athlete and not going to do a ton of coverage, which is has happened to me in the past. Um, we each get a couple of those guys a year that we fall in love with, and we'll see if we discard them by April or we stick to our guns. Yeah. That's when it's really interesting. But right now, I'm in on him. So He's uh, <laughs> it's Chris Borland. 
It's it's <laughs> it's because I called you Ben Bulwer this week. It's uh, you you got to find the Clemson linebacker to, to hit your wagon. He's built the same way as him too. I I know bigger isn't Scalzi? Yeah, it's bigger. Yeah, uh, I hope so. Ben Bulwer actually five eight. <laughs> Um, but no, I thought I thought Skalski was really good at sniffing out the run, and I mean, again, it's all going to come down to how how he, like I don't know if that yeah. he's the most fluid cover linebacker, but I, no, I just thought like, he he he's an old school thumper, twenty years ago first round pick, <laughs> special teams linebacker. You want to jump to the DBs? Yeah, let's do it. We, we we've been we teased Caleb fairly off the top. Uh, Got to be the top corner in the group, right, Rob? He is such a his fluidity at that size just blew me away, and he's a guy who, yeah, he's my top corner in the class, and like I knew what, he was did, good, but I didn't know he was this good. Yeah, like didn't he? It was a high school quarterback, I think, and went to Vodtech as a wide receiver. So like, oh really? Yeah, he, he, AJ does the digging. I just watch the tape. I'm a, I'm a tape dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's kind of like first of all, if you convert a, a receiver to a corner, I'm gonna give them a draftable grade regardless. Um, yeah, he, he's like you said. Was he six two, almost two hundred? Like you said, s- smooth. His his click know. and close and just his mm. fluidity is it just looks so effortless for him. And I'm not gonna lie, I was watching yeah. Stephon Gilmore uh, highlights the other. You know, it was actually <laughs> NFL Top 100. Stephon Gilmore, uh, my favorite show, and that's who it reminded me of. Just the easy wow. moving with that length and size, and just he's also really aggressive and pressing a very yes. willing tackler i don't yes. like I, there wasn't very many holes in his game maybe his overall long speed would be like the only thing like i don't think he's like a f- sub four four guy or anything some a uh, little bit of an injury history i think there's an acl a couple years ago okay missed a couple games last year but yeah other than that um he's awesome yeah, he's really he's really good he's a like at this point i think a, a first round pick and that's why mm-hmm. he declared because yeah, smart, 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 smart. Corner one. Um, after him, who do you have? Uh, I got Asante Samuel Jr. I, again, if I watch your dad play, you're gonna get a first uh, I was <laughs> not for sure, good, but a good big grade for me. I, I think Caleb Fairley's in, in like his own class, and Asante Samuel Jr.'s in his own class. And then there's a bit of a drop. Do, like, do you see uh, Asante Samuel as a day two guy? Yeah, like yeah. Okay, me too. Me too. He's he. Now, I didn't know going in, like, I knew he's a big recruit, and obviously uh, his dad's one of my the favorite name. corners of all time. Um, one of the most underrated guys. I'll yeah, but he's turned into a dick on Twitter, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, he's always, like, tweeting that he's the greatest corner of all time, which he's not. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so I wasn't sure going in, and then I, I just came away. I was like, he's just a really clean athlete. Mm-hmm. Explosive. I, I like him in off zone specifically. I think he can kick inside the nickel. There's just a, a ton of potential there with the athleticism and in, in in his feet, and you want to see him be more physical. And I think he can struggle with size. And man, he's not the biggest guy, um, and he's not the most aggressive tackler. But I, I don't know, like he's got all the tools there. Yeah, I know for sure. Like like the the hips are clean. Like you said, like. Another guy clicking close. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. there's a lot, a lot to like there. Um, yeah, after him, who's who's your next? A bit of a drop for sure. Yeah, like, I, I, I thought Darian Kendrick from Clemson. Okay, he's okay. He's got some size. Um, wasn't the m- most physical guy, which was kind of my main concern. But I thought um, pretty fluid athlete at his size, explosive, uh, clicking close, and 
kind of struggles to find the ball and locate it. Mm. And, and again, not going to do much as a run defender, but Clemson's produced some corners lately, all who feel like this same type of style corner. And that was kind of the vibe <laughs> I got here. I know, right? It's I, I guess they're recruiting a type. It's it's long, working for them. Long, though. super athletic corners who aren't technically sound. But they're going to go in the early, uh, late second, early third round, so it's okay. Or first round. Or first round. Yeah, I forgot. Do you do you like anybody else? Uh, not particularly. Like, Mark Al Gilbert okay. hasn't played for three years, so it's hard to judge him. Yeah. Uh, Al, Al Blades is dad played, so obviously you exactly. like him. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't, nobody else super caught my attention. Not really. Um, do you want to move to safeties? Yeah. Let's let's move to safety. Uh, top group. guy. Yeah, it is a pretty good group. I mean. Kind of didn't know that a month ago, maybe personally, and then uh, a lot of guys just kind of caught on the last little while, like on the old draft Twitter. But uh, top guy Nizirildin, we've been on the radar for a long time. Obviously. Okay, he's your number one guy too. Yeah, yeah, he just, I mean, to be that big, six four two fifteen, I love it. Yeah, and that explosive, like he's not Derwin James, but I'm sure people will bring that up because they're both massive the same jersey. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, moves around, but Cyril Dean's not the same. I don't think cover guy, but I, no. He, and I Jordan James was special, but yeah, the, yeah. Just to say that Nasir Dean, I think I wonder if some teams will view him as a, a linebacker. I mean, it, it's possible. I got like, I got some Telvin Smith vibes watching him, which obviously Telvin oh. Smith was a linebacker built like a safety, and Nasir Dean's a safety built like a linebacker. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I mean. Like he's he's aggr- like you said like he could be a linebacker like aggressive going downhill like I just think the you're gonna get the most out of him using him all over like yeah, he's a good exactly. blitzer too um tight, he can match up with tight ends with the length and the athleticism I do have some concerns about him like I wouldn't like I don't think he's the greatest uh, cover safety like I think he's better matching up with a tight end than he is playing like too deep and in, in playing halves yeah like you like him in. Man, yeah, either in man or like shallow zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he's got for because he's taller and bigger. He's he's not the most fluid guy, but he's explosive downhill. He's a fucking striker as a run defender. Mm -hmm. He forced a lot of fumbles too. Um, yeah, but he he's fun as hell. Like um, he's Cam Chancellor, but like not actually. But like, (laughs) like that's how you'd want to use him. All all, all the comps are. He's Derwin James, or some people are going to say he's Derwin James. He's Telvin Smith, but he's playing the wrong position. He's, this safety class is just a blast so far in general. I right? know, and like Holland, safety. Ardarius Washington, uh, Morig, Morig, yeah. Like it's this is just a, and it, it feels like safety is usually a group that's thin this time of year. Yeah, you kind of discover them later in For the sure. in the process. Who uh, who do you have like, at, after? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like I was just going to say this time last year kind of felt like is Gabriel McKinney. And we didn't really have much tape on him at this point, right? Yeah. That was kind of it. Uh, I, I think Nazirudin's kind of the guy. Uh, after him, I go Paris Ford. I think Cisco and Ford are close. Okay. Do you uh, like Cisco? How high are you on? He's okay. Yeah. I don't uh, have I, I, I don't I have day two grades on either of them. No, I, I got a four on Ford and a five on Cisco right now. So, so I think let's let's do Ford. I think Ford. Ford's ultra aggressive, but like not a good tackler. Yes. <laughs> that's 
That's true. It's almost like, he, like he's he'll around. Th- he'll throw his body into everything, yeah. but not a good form tackler, and he tackles really high. That's fair, but I uh, I like the aggressiveness. No, me, like, me too. Um, and, and I think like he's a pretty good like he's a good enough athlete, and I I don't think he's great in man coverage though. Like his feet are a little sloppy. I'm being hard on him because I heard so much hype about him going in. I know, I, I, as we always do. And he was only a redshirt sophomore last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, like he's I, he's I th- he's more of a like he's a classic two deep safety. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a little higher on him as an athlete than you are. I think he's a pr- pretty solid athlete. I don't. I'll be I'll be the mean one. You'd be the nice one. Uh, I don't think he has great ball skills right now either. Um, no, I, I agree with the, that. There's a lot of flashiness. But I think he, he he can be a liability at times. That's fair. I, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I think again, the problem is just like I heard he's like a first round stud, and then I watch him. He's like, no, he's good, but he's not that. Especially yeah, when you watch yeah. a guy like Nasiral Dean who can do so many different things, and like last, yeah, uh, like like the last couple of weeks we watched Javon Hall, and then we watched our Darius Washington, Morig, and yeah, so it's kind of a letdown, maybe. And then with Andre Cisco, I just thought uh, he well Syracuse used him kind of cool. Uh, lots of interceptions too. Yeah, great ball skills, but I don't th- like I I don't think he's a great in man coverage either. Like I'd rather play him too deep zone. Um, he actually played yeah. a little bit of single high too, specifically against Louisville, and I think that was to kind of match up with their uh, spread option. Um, he he's he's like a bullet coming downhill. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel kind of the same way with both those guys. Like you can see that things are there, and they've got some big production, but there's just yes, Cisco also a little inconsistent as a tackle. Yeah, like it doesn't lack aggression, but will miss tackles. Yeah, well, well built too. What six foot two hundred? Yeah, flat, but strong. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, anyone else from this group? I think Demar Hamlin's just a good football player. I, I think he's gonna go in like, uh, like the sixth, seventh round, and yeah, in the, in the league for a while. I mean, he's, he just makes his tackles. Smart football player doesn't really get out of place, but he's not a great athlete. Like he, he's gonna play special teams and just be a good football player. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's kind of funny that he was what supposed to go to the Shrine game and then went back to school. That's yeah. really interesting. Also, I think Nolan Turner's gonna make a name as a special teams player. <laughs> but yeah, that the, the Ford um, Hamlin duo is definitely really great for college. Oh yeah, I don't. Th- you don't. You don't get much better than that. I mean, Ed Reed and Sean Taylor was pretty good, but it was okay. Yeah, for a bit. Uh, okay, before we get out of here, um, quickly, ACC Offensive Player of the Year for this season. Trevor that's Lawrence. Happened. Yes, me yeah. too. And Defensive Player of the Year. I went with Gregory Rousseau. Uh, me too. I think it was a, maybe a little more. Tough I feel like his yeah. sack production is just going to drop off because it was so high. Like it's pretty hard to repeat that. And like maybe 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 Roche is the sleeper because uh, he's got more so opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Marvin Wilson, I feel like it's gonna be a monster, but because Florida State's probably not gonna be that great. Yeah, and the numbers probably won't be the you know. I Notre Dame catching. I Notre Dame guy's eligible for this award now. Oh my god, I have no. Idea. I get. I mean, if they can win the ACC championship, why would they not be eligible? Speaking of, do you have them winning the ACC championship? No, no divisions within conference this year. I, I well I mean no I got Clemson over. Winning. I kind of go with UNC. I debated. I went back and forth North Carolina Notre Dame. 
I hate Notre Dame. You know I hate Notre Dame and UNC so much fun. That's why I had to pick UNC. I know. I picked Notre Dame to lose to Clemson. Uh, uh, I know. But get, getting blown out, right? Like, UNC would have been better. Like yeah, I see, I see. I think it'd be hilarious if this is the one year Notre Dame's in a conference. They make the ACC championship and lose, like, 42 nothing. And it's just like, yeah, remember that year Notre Dame was in the ACC and just got fucking demolished in the championship? Like, that'd be <laughs> hilarious. But, okay, imagine they, they win the ACC somehow and then they just walk away. They're like, nope, we're done. We're, we're conference champs forever. They walk away. That'd be, that would that'd be really, so nerdy. really, really upsetting. I know. Like, obviously they're not going to win, so it doesn't matter because they're shit. <laughs> I want Notre Dame in the Big Ten. I'll keep saying it. One more thing. Pitt being in the ACC still bugs me. I don't like it. Uh, I agree. I mean, bring back the old Big East. That's all we live for here. Did you pick an ACC City of the Week? Uh, No, no. Who's yours? Okay. Um, Because we didn't talk about a single prospect from them. Georgia Tech. Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Bobby Dodd Stadium. I mean, Atlanta's probably the... Outside of the, like, Atlanta's the best place here. Miami. Would you want to live in Miami? It's too hot for me. No. I, I think, I, I mean, Atlanta's hot too. I just think there's, like, way cooler shit to do in Atlanta than Miami. Like, Miami, like, unless you're in, like, cocaine and boats. Like, I don't know. It's not for me. I, I, I couldn't hang in a, in a Miami. I'll say that. Yeah, I, like, I, last I, a week. if someone saw me in Miami, they'd be like, where are, your, you where are your sunglasses? Why do you have long hair? Shave your head like pit, pit bull. <laughs> but in Atlanta, okay, yeah, if I if, if I go bald, which I will, uh, start wearing sunglasses. You might uh, be I able maybe, to fit in, in Miami. I might go pit bull. Yeah, just you gotta do a lot of cocaine and buy a boat, though. It, you know what they say, Rob? The bigger they are, the harder they fall. See, in Atlanta, like Atlanta's like like I feel like we could fit in and like with the barbecue crowd. I'd be working for a catering company there too. That's true. And uh, like I don't know, I feel like I, I like I, I my jean shorts would be way more respected in Atlanta than they would be in Miami. Right? <laughs> I, I don't think jean shorts are allowed in Miami. Yeah, like I think I hate Miami. No offense. That's why Atlanta is our city of the week. <laughs> like I don't want to live in Atlanta. I would not want to live in Miami. I yeah. Well. First of all, I wouldn't really want to live in uh, Florida, period. Yeah, well, that's what I'm getting at. Like, if I'm living in anywhere in the ACC, it's the Carolinas or uh, Atlanta. How about, uh, how about good old Chestnut Hill, Ralph? Wait, can I live in uh, South Bend? <laughs> I wouldn't want to live in South Bend. Obviously not. Hell. Oh, okay. First, I think I would kill it in Syracuse. I, I know they don't get enough credit, but I think I would do well there. <laughs> Like, I don't even know what's there to do there. Exactly. I, and that's pretty much what I do. Oh, do okay. You've, <laughs> you're not... You don't have enough, like... I don't know what it is, but you lack whatever you need to fit in it at Pitt. That's the worst thing anyone's ever said to me. But it's the most truthful anyone's ever been to me. And so. here are notable Atlanta people. It's a good group, though. Atlanta produces, like, actual people who matter. Speaking of, Martin Luther King Jr. Followed naturally by David Cross. I didn't know that. Me neither. Evander Holyfield, Cam Newton, Spike Lee, and Andre 3000. I, I, th- I thought Spike was a New York guy. He's born in Atlanta. Really? I didn't know that. Quickly, I mean, Wikipedia said it. Don't fucking quote me. Uh, no, no, it's, 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 it's gospel. 
going back to this pit thing, I don't know if I could make it, but I could see my dad being like Dan Marino's neighbor in the eighties. So yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Italian Steelers fan. <laughs> and here are our notable Georgia Tech alumni: Jimmy Carter, J- Jonathan Dwyer, Jeff Foxworthy, Chris Bosh. Stefan Marbury Calvin I forgot Marbury's is Georgia Tech Calvin Johnson who in front of the show Keith Brooking he is he is a friend of the show so uh tune in next week when we finally get to the Big Ten and I can talk some shit about AJ's favorite school because the Ohio State is king <laughs>